Hi everyone. Today I'm going to talk about keto confusion. One of the most common misconceptions out there with our patients and within the keto space in general is the notion that if the label says keto, I can have it and expect to lose weight. On the daily, we hear from our patients, I found the recipe on a keto website, so I assume it's okay. Or I saw this product at the store and it said keto on the box, so it must be okay. Or the keto Facebook support group I belong to tells me it's okay, so I did it. Nothing could be further from the truth. You cannot assume the term keto is synonymous with weight loss. I'm going to say it again because it's so important to understand this. You cannot assume the term keto means you will lose weight. Hang on tight because I'm going to try my very best to bring some clarity to all of this keto confusion. I'm Kelly Clark, business owner, boy mom, dog mom, nurse practitioner, book nerd, self-improvement obsessed, and a self-proclaimed recovering candyholic. After years of practicing ER medicine as a nurse and then as a nurse practitioner, I decided that I could do a lot more good working with people to prevent the diseases that brought them into the ER in the first place. It was then that I started my business, Medical Weight Loss and Wellness, where we promote and educate on the many benefits of a ketogenic lifestyle. A decade later, we have two locations and I employ 30 passionate and amazing women who have become a second family to me. I have found weight loss medicine to be incredibly challenging and immensely rewarding. It is one of the most complex areas of medicine due to how intimately intertwined the relationship is between our metabolic physiology and our personal psychology. In Confessions of a Candyholic, I will pull the many dynamics of weight loss together through the telling of my personal stories, the inspiring journeys of our patients, the experiences of my nursing staff. I'll even drop some keto knowledge and I'll discuss matters that can help improve your life. Change is hard, but it is only through change that we can level up to become the best version of who we are. It would be my pleasure to hold your hand as we all work together to become better versions of ourselves. Before I explain this important concept further, let's back up a bit and discuss a little about the ketogenic diet in general. We all know the ketogenic diet can improve health and quality of life in numerous ways, including regulation of hormones, improve mental focus and concentration, stabilization of blood sugars, relief of acid reflux, reduction in inflammation throughout the body, as well as improvement or even reversal of many obesity-related illnesses. All great stuff, right? So why would you want to stop eating keto once you start it? For me, I wanted to continue to enjoy the many health-related benefits the ketogenic diet provided. I wanted to maintain my weight loss. I wanted to sustain the metabolic healing I've worked so hard for, specifically regarding my hunger hormones, ghrelin, leptin, and insulin. I wanted to remain clear. I wanted to keep my acid reflux at bay. There were so many benefits that I was able to experience personally. Why would I want to get out of that ketogenic mode just because I met a weight loss goal. I wouldn't, but I needed to transition from keto for weight loss to keto for lifestyle. I wouldn't. Remember, keto is a lifestyle. It is not a diet. To drive this point a bit further, think of it like this. Vegetarianism or veganism is a lifestyle. They may fine tune their eating to accomplish weight loss, or weight gain, or to maintain. And keto is no different. It's a way of eating. It too must be adjusted to achieve the goal at hand, whether it's weight loss, weight gain, or maintenance. 
It is also so important to understand the term ketogenic is used to describe a category of low-carb eating. Ketogenic diets can be formulated differently depending on an individual's goal. For example, are you eating keto for weight loss? Are you doing it for weight maintenance, enhanced athletic performance, or as a form of medical therapy? It's so important to understand that depending on your goal, your ketogenic diet will be constructed differently. I want you to visualize for a moment. I want you to think of keto as being on a continuum. So one end of the continuum, we have those doing keto to optimize athletic performance. A quick side note, research has shown skeletal muscle and the heart muscle function more efficiently using ketones as a source of fuel rather than glucose. So on one end, we have the athletic performance, and you are seeing more and more professional and elite athletes using keto to gain a competitive edge, but not to lose weight. On the opposite end of the continuum, are those doing keto for therapeutic reasons. These might include children using keto to control their seizure disorder or cancer patients coupling a ketogenic diet with traditional treatments such as radiation or chemotherapy in order to prime their body metabolically as they fight cancer. These folks do not want to lose weight either. Okay, are you still with me? Envisioning our continuum, we have elite athletes on one end, and medical therapy on the other. Now visualize the vast amount of room between these two. Somewhere within this keto continuum is a little sliver labeled keto for weight loss. When your goal is weight loss, our aim is to be within this small sliver along this keto continuum. Too much deviation in one direction or the other can easily slow or halt weight loss. We've now established there is a continuum when it comes to the ketogenic diet. Now, whether the elite athlete or our child with a seizure disorder, both adhering to the ketogenic diet, if they urinated on a ketone strip, they too would be in ketosis. And remember what I had mentioned earlier, they don't want to lose weight. Their goal is often weight maintenance or even weight gain, especially if it came to a, a growing child. Just because your urine strip tests positive for ketones does not guarantee fat loss. I can't stress this enough. Certainly, it can indicate fat loss, but ketones can also be produced from the fat stored in our liver, as well as the dietary fat that we consume. In other words, there's no guarantee a positive ketone strip means you are burning your stored body fat. Unless you create the appropriate conditions for your body, you will not lose weight. At Medical Weight Loss and Wellness, our plan is designed with these appropriate conditions in mind. If we don't have an item on our list, it doesn't mean it's not healthy, nor does it mean it can't be reserved for you once in maintenance. It simply means it does not provide the appropriate conditions to remain within that elusive sliver along our continuum that I refer to as keto for weight loss. I want to drive home just how very sensitive the boundaries keto for weight loss can be, especially for women. Our patients that have a level of metabolic damage, such as PCOS, insulin resistance, diabetes, prediabetes, or even our peri- or postmenopausal women, really need to remain strict within the keto for weight loss 
boundaries along the keto continuum. I'm going to provide you some examples of just how sensitive these boundaries are when it comes to keto for weight loss. We had a patient who seemed to be doing all things right, but whose weight loss had suddenly slowed for several weeks in a row. Upon further digging, we found she was chewing upwards of five to seven pieces of sugar-free gum per day and had been for several weeks. Each piece of gum had two carbs per piece. And the timing of the gum chewing, this new brand that she was trying out, new flavor, whatever, correlated directly with when her weight loss slowed. And by the way, the moment we figured this out and she got rid of that gum, the weight loss started again. So gum actually put her a good 10 to 14 carbs up and out of that range for weight loss to occur. Another example I want to share with you. So there's a particular brand of aerosol canned whipping cream that reads as if it has no carbs. Some wrongfully assumed we must have missed this item on our approved list, and they independently decided the item should be a freebie because, well, we missed it. After noticing a trend of patients at both clinic locations with slowed weight loss correlating with use of this whipped whipping cream product, we did a little investigating and found out there is a medical weight loss and wellness Facebook keto support group out there that many within the group were discussing the use of this whipping cream product and were advising others that it was absolutely okay. So a bit about assuming an item is okay. This particular product is incredibly misleading and unfortunately, it's not the only only one. First of all, it is safe to assume it does contain carbs. Not much, but it's likely close to one carb per two tablespoons serving. You see, the USDA and FDA don't require carbs be disclosed if an item contains less than one carb per serving. But I can tell you, based on the ingredients in this particular product, it's pretty darn close to one carb per serving. Now, this may not sound like very much, but patients were treating it like a freebie and consuming multiple servings per day, some upwards of a quarter to a half a can of this whipping cream per day. This calculates out to be an additional 7 to 15 grams of carbs, not to mention additional calories and additional fat, which do matter. Fortunately for the patients that disclose this to us, we were able to educate them on the matter and have since seen the pace of their weight loss improve. A quick shout out though to the Medical Weight Loss and Wellness Supporting Each Other Facebook group. I absolutely love the concept of supporting one another. Love it. If you ever need clarity on a question that elicits debate within your group, please reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to clarify. Also, if you'd ever like me to do a question answer session with your group or a Facebook live session, reach out to me. I'd be delighted to participate. I love the support you're providing for others. I have one more example to share. We recently had a patient whose weight loss completely stopped. And despite evaluating her diary and implementing some further fine tuning, she just wasn't losing. This patient happened to eat an off-brand of sugar-free jello. And fortunately, she brought in the box for us to evaluate. It contained zero carbs, but it had six grams of protein per serving. At four servings per box, she was inadvertently getting in an extra 24 grams of protein a day. This is a lot of extra protein. What most people do not realize is that excessive protein will turn into sugar through a process called glyconeogenesis. This most definitely will interfere with weight loss. Now, I have never in 10 years seen this much protein in Jell-O. 
This was definitely an unusual product and situation. And if she didn't bring that box in, we would have never figured this out. But she did, and I'm really excited to see her weight loss pick back up again. Now, I want you to think back to the keto continuum again and keep this in mind. The balance between carbs, protein, fat, and calories matter. It is this balance between the macronutrients, specifically carbs, protein, and fat, that change according to whatever your specific goal is, whether it's weight loss, weight gain, or weight maintenance. Adding a little too much of this, too little of that, can easily slide you along the keto continuum and out of the range for weight loss to occur. Clear as mud, right? Well, take comfort in the fact that you're not alone if you feel overwhelmed with dieting and weight loss. It is very confusing. You have one expert telling you this and another expert telling you that. You have your primary provider telling you to exercise more and count calories. Then you have us teaching you that too much exercise can hinder weight loss and that while calories matter, it's not the focus and not nearly as simple as that. And to make matters worse, the keto community has been overwhelmed by big food jumping headfirst into the keto space in attempts to get their hands in our wallets. Even us experts in keto have differing opinions on certain matters. What I can tell you is that at Medical Weight Loss and Wellness, we keep our finger on the pulse of nutritional research, but even more important, we learn and adjust based on what we see clinically. Part of our continual improvement effort is to evaluate the plan every two years and overhaul its contents to make it better and even more effective based on the research and the 10 years of clinical experience that we have. Overall, I want you to understand we are here for you. We are here to help navigate through all the confusion. I also want you to understand that keto for weight loss inhabits a small space along the keto continuum and everything we have on our list is there or not there to keep you within the boundaries of keto for weight loss. Additionally, keto is not solely about carbs. It is about balancing carbs, fats, and protein. If one of these macronutrients is too high or too low, it will affect your weight loss. I hope this helps clarify some of the keto confusion. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please let your friends know. And if you really like it, please subscribe. Until next time, everyone take care.